I'm Aria Schwartz, along with my co-host, Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the WNBA Insider Show. Each week, we cover different topics important to the W using X's and O's along with key stats to bring honest and critical analysis. This week, we have a very, very special guest, Shea Serrano, who has one of the largest followings in sports coverage. But honestly, Shay, uh, when you started covering the W, and for many WNBA fans, we might not have known who you were, and it was kind of like, who is this guy who has all these followers on Twitter and, and, and is tweeting about the game? Um, and he kind of came out of nowhere. So could you give us a little background on who you are? <laughs> Do you call the WNBA the W? I, I like to properly call it the W. It's a little bit quicker. <laughs> that's kind of that's okay. Aria's thing. He, he likes to call it the W, so... That's okay. Do you call all of the like all the leagues by the, just their first letter, or is that well? It would, it would get confusing because like what it would be. What, am I talking about the NBA or the NFL or the NHL? You know. <laughs> yeah, I was just wonder about that. Um, well, I, yeah, I'm Shay. I'm a writer for the Ringer.com, which is the best website in the world, and also I write books, and that's who I am. I live in Houston. Is that all the information you need? I'm not certain what you need here. <laughs> um, well, Rachel, why, why don't you tell them what we need? How, how, how did you get your start? Like, like, did, have you always been a writer? You know, for uh, that? No, I was a I was a teacher before I was a writer. My wife and I were both teachers, and uh, a bunch of crazy stuff happened. We ended up needing some extra money, and so I was trying to find a part time job, and. I was applying to be like a waiter or work at a grocery store, things like that. And nobody would hire me because they said, uh, you know, oh, you've already got a full-time job. You're not going to be here when we need you to be here or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like in a panic one night just Googling work from home jobs and writer was one of them. And I was like, well, I've got the internet and the computer, so fuck it. I'll be a, I'll be a writer. That's how, it's, that's how it all started. And here you are. <laughs> Wait a second. What, what type of teacher were you? I taught middle school science. I taught eighth grade science for like the ESL population, the behavior population, like basically the, the kids that are like pushed off to the side that nobody really wants. That's that was a, the group that I taught for really? the most part. Do do you miss that? Yeah, it was a, it was really a great job that made me feel important, and I had and I had been doing it for I did it for nine years, so I was already to the point in my career was like. Uh, I get a new group of kids at the beginning of the year and 20% of them are like, oh, you taught my older brother, you taught my older sister or, you know, things like that. Like that's, that was the life that I, that I thought I was going to chase down. That was the life I wanted. So you never in a million years thought you'd be in the position you're in now, writing, working for the ring. No. (laughs) It's just crazy. No, I didn't even know. They don't tell like, they don't tell little Mexican kids in South San Antonio that you can get paid to write about a thing you like. Like that's not a that's not a job where oh, yeah. where where I'm from. So no, it was not a it was not even a thing in my head. It was just something I backed my way into, and then it worked out really. really that's well. amazing. So so you're married, and you've got you got kids. I have three kids. I have twin eleven year olds and a five year old, all boys. Okay, I apologize. All boys. Okay, are they going to be like you know studs when they grow up, like basketball players? What kind of sports are they into? They're very handsome, so they will be they're. You know, they're going to be popular. They're tall and thin and they have nice teeth and nice hair. There's, so they're going to be okay, whatever they decide to do. They don't they don't care too much to play, like, uh, league sports. Okay. They like to go in the front yard and play basketball or, or go in the, the street and play catch or whatever, but they don't want to 
be on a, an official team. They're more into music, drawing, things like that. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. You know, for a little bit of background, I know just I think that'll help a lot of people um, because people, a lot of people are intrigued by you um, just in the women's basketball world. And we are our own little bubble um, that sometimes it, it, you know, it, it's difficult to understand it, especially as kind of someone who's new and coming into that bubble and trying to figure it out. And that's kind of my next question I want to talk to you about. Like, did you literally just like wake up one day and say, Hey, like I want to start talking about the WNBA, you know, that you've got this whole, uh, get on the wave mentality and you're really pushing it. And, and sometimes you're taking some flack for it. Um, and, and, <laughs> and that's, uh, you are, and, and you handle it with, you know, that Shay grace that you've got, but I'm just curious as to like, did you literally just wake up in the morning and be like, Hey, I'm going to do this. No, it started with the, with the college tournament You know, they do the tournament in March. And I, I ended up watching that one. Um, I had watched, it was a clip that was floating around on the internet. It was a guard named Aina Ayuso who plays for, or at the time she played for Oregon. And she like crossed the defender mm-hmm. over, the defender fell down. And then she did a shot fake and then another one went by. And I saw the clip and I was like, oh, this is cool as shit. Like, that's neat. And I you know, made a joke and retweeted it or whatever. And then this was a, maybe a month before the tournament started. And then the tournament started. And I think in the first game, she did a similar thing. She crossed another girl over who fell down and I was like, yo, this, this is incredible. I need to, let me start watching this. So I just started watching Oregon games and then I ended up learning about, they have a, like a superstar on their team named Sabrina who, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows Sabrina. Uh, so I started watching her and then, you know, I'm paying attention to her and then I see like, oh, they've, they've also got uh, Micah and they've got Ruthie and like all of these players over, I'm reading about them and learning all these interesting things. And then, you know, I want to know who they're going to play against in the next game. So I started reading about those players too. And that's really how it started. And Oregon had a senior on their team named Lexi Bando who tried to get drafted. So I, that's how, that's why I watched the WNBA draft um, that one night to see if she got picked up and she didn't. But then I heard she got a tryout with the Sparks, I believe. So then I was like, well, I guess I'm paying attention to the WNBA now. And then, you know, the more you watch, the more you get into it. Yeah. Did you, did you have a chance just taking it back to the NCAA world? Did you have a chance to watch the, you know, Arike and, and her shots, you know, her game winning shots on the stretch? Did you have a chance to see all those? Yeah, I watched them all. So I was watching the, I was watching Oregon, Oregon lost to Notre Dame. And, uh, yes. And so it was like, okay, well I have to transfer all of my energy from Oregon to Notre Dame. Like that's what, <laughs> that's what happens here when your team loses to another team. Um, because it was like all you know, all the things that Oregon was good at. You jump shit back. Quick. Oh yeah, real fast. No, Oregon was still my favorite team, but it was like, you know, the movie Training Day. There's a scene in Training Day when yeah. Denzel explains to Ethan Hawke, if you kill someone, they have to be your slave in the afterlife or something like that. So I felt like, okay, Notre Dame. Okay. Notre Dame killed killed us. So now I've got to like I belong to them. So then I just was like, well, let me learn about all these players and. uh and they have a, a player who I really, really like named Marina Mabry, who mm-hmm. like she just talks shit all day long during the games, which are those are my favorite kind of <laughs> players. And so I started watching her and then, uh, you know, I learned about Enrique and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Shepard. And uh, yeah, so I watched the whole rest of the tournament after that. And then, of course, the final four was fucking insane. And, you know, you're just building up off of that momentum like, oh, this was a lot of fun. Let's keep going. Yeah. And I think that's something that uh, has been a common theme. It kind of started, especially with this year in particular, we're seeing a big push for the WNBA just because of what happened 
back in March, uh, which, yeah. you know, was, was just incredible. Um, everything that happened back then. And, and, you know, you, you hear a lot of people talking about that shot. I mean, you've got Arike on dancing with the stars. I mean, there's just so much hype <laughs> around women's basketball right now. Um, so I was, yeah, it's cool to, to watch all that stuff happen to see people like, it's fun to be excited about stuff. So you, you start watching this new thing, all of a sudden, like your, your basketball intake doubles overnight. You've got a whole new world to learn about. Um, and you know who it was? You don't have to always give credit to is this this woman named Natalie from Bleacher Report. Um, yeah, she was she was the first one who sort of put me on on the the women's game. Yeah, she, she and did. and she was like and she was like like called me out on it like the, like it's a blind spot for you. You should be paying attention really? to this. And yeah, and I was defensive at first. Like, how can you not be defensive? And then I, I was like, you know, she's got a point. Like, what am I doing? What? what, what why am I not paying attention to this? which is how I started um, watching the, the tournament. I mean, this was, uh, you know, several months prior to. So then I messaged, uh, I messaged a few of my friends who I, I knew wrote about or were familiar with women's basketball, like Kristen Ledlow, for example. I email her or, you know, DM her and say, hey, who should I be paying attention to? Who are the writers that I should be following that are doing, like, good work that I can learn uh, all this stuff? I don't want to just show up not knowing anything. Right. And, uh, and so she mentioned, you know, she gave me a list of people like LaChina Robinson yeah. or, or you, you or Natalie or like, you know, people who I was like, we're sort of in the same area, but not mm -hmm. really. And, uh, and then, so that's just how it started. I started following all y'all. And when you find like the community on Twitter, that, that just makes everything a lot more fun. Cause now, oh, she's talking about the same thing I'm talking about, or he's talking about the same thing I'm talking about. Like, that's fun to be a part of, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. And I was kind of curious, you know, now that you're kind of immersed in the WNBA and, and you're, you're watching it frequently, I know you've spent some time really following Diana Taurasi. And we just had a GOAT debate as the greatest of all time just in the women's game um, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and you talked about Mabry. You talked about some of those players that just got that, that like, ridiculous edge to them. Um, and, I mean, Taurasi, she is the epitome of that. Um, talk to me a little about Tarazi and just like, you know, like you, your mentality and just her and, and the stuff that she does. I mean, she, she, I, 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 I can tell your type of player that you, that you love and it makes sense to me just um, the stuff that she does and, and how that really um, connects with you. So just talk to me about like, like, like what you've seen out of Tarazi, how your conversation <clears throat> with her went, just, just kind of your thoughts on her probably forget, you know, let me know if I'm wrong, but you know, your greatest of all time in women's basketball from what you know so far. Yeah. From what I know, and again, it's a, it's a very small knowledge base so far, but as I, I would assume it's Tarazi. She just got all of the accolades that you would seem to look for. And she already has that built in legacy. Mm -hmm. Like you could probably argue right now, Maya Moore is better at basketball than Diana Tarazi. If you're just going like skill for skill, right. maybe, but, but um, you know, legacy counts in that debate, and Tarazi has Absolutely. that debate. Um, so I would pick Tarazi, but no, the reason I like her is just as I mentioned, she just runs her mouth the whole game, and those players are always the most appealing to me. I, I will remember I, it was the very first WME game of the season that I watched. It was a Mercury game. It was the one when she hit her thousand three pointer, and so you know everybody's paying attention to that. And when she hit that thousandth one. She like came off a pick around Brittany, put it up, made it. And so the cameras are on her watching her and she spun around and she's cussing out like very clearly calling people or just shouting the word motherfuckers at or at the universe. <laughs> and I was like, this is fantastic. Cause she had already hit several threes by that point. 
and it's like, uh, you know, okay, this is a player that I'm interested in automatically. And that's to me, that for me is really how I, I think watching anything works. Like you start watching a thing and somebody will stand out eventually. And then you just pay attention to that person. And then, and then as an after effect, like you learn about the other people who are around them. Same as what happened with, with Oregon. And yeah. it was Sabrina first and then it grew out from there. I mean, that, that, that's what happened with me when I remember I'm, I'm from Minnesota, born and raised uh-huh. currently in DC, but I went to a game in Simone Augustus with a dirty crossover and then like a, a fadeaway J. And I was just like, who the hell is this? Yeah, exactly. And she was just like dancing back down the court, you know? Yeah. And, and so that's what happens. Like I'm watching Tarasi highlights on YouTube, just learning about her. And then I come across a clip when her and, and Augustus get into it and they come face to face, you know, they, they shoulder bump and then they get face to face and Tarasi kisses her on the cheek. And I was like, this is hilarious. Let me look at some more Simone Augustus. Like, is she getting into this with other players? And then, yeah, it grows out from there. It's like a, it's like when you watch a new TV show, that's exactly what it feels like. The first episode, second episode, you're immediately drawn in by like one or two of the obvious stars of the show. And the more episodes you watch, the more you pay attention to the characters on the periphery and their their storylines and plot lines. And like that's what's happening with the with basketball for me, which is a lot of fun to like get to experience that again, like what happened in the NBA. Yeah. Have you have you had a chance to uh, go to a game yet this year? I know I think you had you're you're headed to one early July. Uh, will that be your first game that physically in, you know in in the stands that you've been at this season? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go. I'm gonna go to the Aces. The, the Aces were the team I picked at the beginning of the season because they're from San Antonio, mm-hmm. like the you know the franchise is rather. And uh, so the, there was that. Then they got Asia, who I remembered from the tournament. And so uh, yeah, I picked them. I wanted that to be the first game that I went to. So I'm gonna go in a week or so, fly out to Vegas for that. And then after that, I'm gonna go to Phoenix for a game, which I'm really excited about. At the end so of the- I gotta, I gotta ask you, as someone who's from Minnesota and saw many sports teams leave, it's hard for me to be a Lakers or or a, a Dallas uh, Stars fan. How how do you cope with that? Uh, I didn't. It didn't bother me at all. I mean, I, it was, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, oh, cool. They're t- they're connected to San Antonio. I'll go with that. I hear that. Easy enough. He just moved on right along. <laughs> and I know you've got a big. I know you've got a big time. You know appreciation for Wilson you just wrote that piece about her especially when uh, when it came down to her braces and getting hit in the face Um, she is doing something that we have not seen god I don't even know in a a long time out of a rookie Um, and she's she doesn't even look like a rookie not even from any standpoint of of what she's doing and um, what have you seen from her that you like Uh, just just from her edge or even just her kind of goofiness, just, just being a big advocate for the game and her, her really contagious personality, not to mention just how talented she is. Um, what are your thoughts on Asia Wilson? I think with Asia, for me, it's two separate things that, uh, that are appealing about her. Number one, there's a class of, of basketball players who they just move a little differently than everybody else. Uh, it could be something like the way that they, walk or the way that they dribble or their posture or whatever like there's a group and it's always the top level players who move just a bit different than the commoners and watching asia it's very clear that she belongs to that group she's a little more fluid she's a little she's already bigger than everybody else Uh, she just looks like she was built to dominate in basketball so that you know that's sort of what draws you in and the other part is that she 
you're watching it happen right now. I didn't get to watch her in college very much besides, uh, you know, a game or two in the tournament. But I'm watching her now, and it seems like she's sort of already growing, uh, not necessarily a meanness, but a confidence that she can play in the league. Like there was a game, I mentioned this in the piece, but there was a game when they played the Storm. And, you know, the Storm is a terrifying team. They've got uh, Brianna Stewart, who's maybe the league MVP right now. They've got Sue Bird, who uh, is one of the, I guess, the greatest point guards of all time. Um, they're, like, they're a terrifying team. And the Aces are a bad team. And the game started and Asia hit the first nine points for the, Ace, for the Aces in a row. And on the last one, it was like very clear she was feeling herself. She hit like a jab, step back jumper over the defender and was already running back down court before the ball even went in. And I was like, this is exactly what we're looking for. They show her get back on defense and she has the look in her face, the, the y'all not fucking with me look mm -hmm. that, that you love to see in your franchise player. And, you know, you, just watching that develop is very cool. Yeah, and I think we're, we're far past rookie of the year type of mentality from her. She's got that mentality of, like, I'm the best in the league or I'm going to be the best in the league or I'm aiming for that type of thing. And she's playing like it. And like you talked about, she's got the yeah. intangible. She's just different. She's different in so many aspects. Um, yeah, there was an article that came out. Uh, I was reading about it where she was talking about how you get – she's in the WNBA now – and all of a sudden her idols have become her rivals, which is a cool thing to hear a young player say like, okay, this is a person who knows she's coming after it. You know, a lot, she wasn't deferential at all. She was being respectful still, but saying like, okay, I'm coming for the yeah. throne. And that's, that's and great. Ready, and that's ready really to bow cool. up to it um, and not yeah. shy away from that challenge whatsoever. Um, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious to you, just, just as you've watched uh, the things that you have seen just in these last few months of, of really kind of immersing yourself into this game. What are some of the things that you've learned just from like WBA basketball so far that like maybe you wouldn't know before? Um, or is there anything that like you feel like you want to learn more about that maybe we can help you with? Uh, I'm in a stage right now where I'm just learning about all of the players. It seems like every game somebody would do a little something where you go like, okay, I would like to learn more. About the, I would like to learn more about Chelsea Gray or Alana Beard or whatever after watching the game last night. Because you, you know, when you start watching the Sparks, Candace is the first one who you pay attention to because she's incredible. Uh, and then you just go from there. So uh, I think that's the process for me. I'm, I'm not so interested in just like, oh, tell me about this player. It's more fun to just learn about it as it happens. So I think that's where I am right now in my fan experience so if you're like asking you know what do i what do i want to know what do i want to learn it's really i just want to learn more about about each of the players because that's what makes the game fun like for example the sparks in the in the storm played last night and had that game happened at the beginning of the season had that been an early game that i watched i would not have known anything about it because i didn't know anybody yet i had not watched anybody play but because it happened last night several weeks into the season I saw the ticker come up the day or two before and said, okay, we've got Storm Sparks on the on ESPN. And I was like, oh, cool. This is Candace Parker versus Brianna Stewart. And, and like I was excited about it because I knew that part of it already. You know what I'm saying? So that's just where I'm trying to be. Same as with, when an NBA game comes on and they make the announcement who's playing, I automatically go, oh, this is cool because it's this player versus this player. And this other player has this storyline, which is like kind of interesting. Like, you know, that's just... Have, have you had a chance it. to watch the Wings at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched, I mean, that's one of the teams you watch because they've got Skyler. And then 
and then you learn about Liz. I was watching Liz highlights uh, the other day uh, after she tore apart the tore apart my aces and uh, and yeah, I found out she's like Australian, which is incredible. And I mean, I don't know if it's incredible, but it was I thought it was funny to hear to hear her her accent. You don't expect it, and then like you start learning about her. Oh, she's been playing basketball professionally since she was like fifteen or something crazy like that. And uh, yeah, so I yeah, I watched a, a couple of the Wings games. She also I'm, I'm a huge I'm a huge Liz fan. What do you she say? Has zero fucks <laughs> giving, and that's partially why Rachel's such a Liz fan. I love her. She might she might be my she might be my favorite. She's a she's a a Terminator down low. And those are I think so. I think for me, the type of players that I'm drawn to are the ones who are just what I am not in in my natural life. So like I watch Tarasi out there talking shit to the universe and I'm like that's not like that's not me she's never scared I'm terrified of everything all the time so like I'm drawn to that same with 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 Liz or like a Jessica Shepard or Ruthie or uh you know those type of players where there's these big strong players who are just banging down low and I've never been able to do that on a basketball court so it's interesting to me but yeah Liz was I mean Liz beat the shit out of out of the aces she was a terror down there Oh, she's incredible. Yeah. I mean, she she's just a force that changes every aspect of every game and every opponent she plays against. Yeah, um, yeah I'm a huge fan, as you can already tell. But I, I'm curious, and I, and I we asked that question, um, and you know, hearing you talk about just how much you've really you've you've dove into this, and and you're reading about it, you're you're writing about it, you you, you know, you're you're truly um, analyzing the game, and and you've even just in a few short months have this great opinion on a lot of different topics, but. For us, you know, there, there, there's a great group of people out here um, working tirelessly, trying to cover this thing. Um, and and I, I say this thing, speaking primarily right now about just the WNBA, but we could broaden it even more about women's basketball coverage in general. Um, that are really, you know, we're in our own little bubble, but in the grand scheme of it, it's it's just a drop in the ocean. From your standpoint, and I, and and we have to be appreciative of kind of what you're doing because of your platform. Um, and it's something that after hearing you talk and just kind of seeing your passion with it um, these last couple of months that you genuinely do care about. Um, and I just want to kind of ask you from your um, opinion, how is it that we can grow it? How can we get more writers like, you know, yourself or, or, or basketball minds to to cover it? That, that's kind of been the big question. I'm curious what your thoughts are about that. Yeah, that seems that's the tricky part to me, because you can't make the argument that it's the product that's bad because once you start watching it, it's fun. You can't make the argument that the players aren't interesting because you start learning about them and you hear all these, it's the same stories that we see from all the other athletes, which is, which is great. So I, I'm not certain how to get other writers to pay attention. I think, I don't, I don't know how you would handle that. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. What do you, what do you do? How do you, how do you get someone to pay attention to a thing that they don't want to pay attention to? You know? Well, I guess, you, you know, you're, you're a perfect example of it, you know? Um, and I think that's why the question we posed the question at the beginning, like what, how did you even stumble upon it? And you had a couple, you know, someone that kind of challenged you on it and, um, and it, you were, you were willing to give it a chance or to turn your attention to it and look at you now. Um, yeah. and you know, obviously you've been able to kind of bring some interest just, just because you have the platform that you have and the following that you have, and you've done the things that you do. So I think, you know, I, there's no doubt in my mind that it's growing. I think anybody who has been in this world, you know, early on until now that, that the popularity of women's basketball is at an all time high. 
um, that you're seeing more people trying to to cover it. You're seeing more podcasts. You're seeing people really trying to get it going. So I, I think it's going that way. Um, yeah. But it's just a matter of you know you, you've got to use all the the techniques that um, are are being used. With social media is so big, especially in the Twitter world, just from a base of knowledge. But um, I was just kind of curious. You know, I, I think you're just a perfect example of someone who was willing to give it a shot. And once they did, they realized, hey, this is pretty cool. So I got to ask you, I, I would feel stupid having you on the show and not speaking at all about hip hop because Rachel and I both love hip hop and we know you do. Um, first of all, have you had a chance to listen to Drake's latest album? I did. I listened to it last night. I was writing a thing, so I had it playing in the background. Uh, do you have a favorite track? No, not yet. Uh, I've right. I I maybe made it through one time. It's long, it's long as fuck. It's a double. It's, yeah, really it's, a, it's a double album. Um, I just kept going. <laughs> um, so my other question then is: If you were an athlete, or uh, maybe you consider yourself an athlete, what would be your your pump up playlist? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not an athlete. First of all, second of all, I think you are. Come on, I'm now. a tw- I'm a Twitter athlete. If you can be an <laughs> there, athlete, we go. Yeah, Twitter, I'm an athlete the way like e gamers are athletes. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> an athlete an athlete is an athlete okay all right i'm a i'm a i'm a driveway athlete um, <laughs> but my pump up my pump up music i really i would fall back on you know what i know so it'd probably be dmx's album from 1998 it's dark and hell is hot that's an album you turn on and it's very aggressive and very fiery and that, that would be that would be the one i picked yeah <laughs> Okay. I was expecting a, a lot of things when I, I got on this podcast. I wasn't expecting to have uh, a, a man bark at me today. <laughs> it was the DMX yeah, bark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm curious. Um, you've, got a, you've got a new book out, um, and it's called The Conference Room in Five Minutes, and it's about the office. Am I correct? Yeah, conference room five minutes. It's not really a book though. It's just it's a PDF of some articles that I wrote, some essays about a TV show that I like, and that's what it is. Yeah. So you're a big time Office fan. Um, you've seen everything. Is that your favorite show? It's one of my favorite shows. Yeah, for sure. This is a really important question. Okay. Um, then I've always wondered what position do you think Phyllis played when she was in high school. Uh, she was a she was a, a Liz Cambridge. That's what she was. She was the <laughs> office is Liz Cambridge. She's a you know she's a banger down low. Down there, just killing yeah. it. Okay, I was I was curious what position you thought she yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I'm good from my standpoint, guys. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Shay, or, or get out there, or thing that things that you want to plug? I mean, you know, let us know. Uh, no, that we're good to go. This was this was fun. I'm a it's always fun to talk about a thing you like to people who also like it. So I, you know what? I had no idea. I mean, I had a general idea. I had no idea how aggressive non WNBA fans are on the internet. It's like, Chris crazy to me. I, you know, you I very rarely get mean messages or rude messages on Twitter, thankfully. Um, but that, that's a way to get them. Turns out. You know? It is. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's unfortunate because I'm like, what are you so angry about? Yeah. Like, like there's a lot of anger and it, why? Yeah. Like, do you ever, do, you ever, do these people, I mean, just step back and think to yourself, why am I so angry about this, this 
it's weird and it's bizarre and it's really unfortunate. And I know a lot of us just try not to even go down that path yeah. of messing with it. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it can be brutal out there. Um, and it's a tough battle that, you know, just women's basketball in general is, is fighting day in and day I out. I guess yeah, on that topic, I have one question for you. Have you, okay. have you gotten any flack from, you know, P- WNBA fans who are criticizing your, like, oh, d- your love of DT? Have they come at, you know, Lynx fans, let's say, coming at you like, nah, she sucks. Um, that has happened uh, maybe once or twice, but I think more than, more than that though, is like, like new guy hazing. Like, what do you know about this? You don't know anything about this. Why are you writing about this? Like that has happened for sure, which makes sense. You know, you, you've got a thing that you care about and this new person shows up and, uh, and you like want to make sure that they're treating it with the respect that it deserves. That, that part has happened. Yeah. But you know, that's. That's understandable. I would be disappointed if that didn't happen, you know. For sure. But if I think we, we can't have it both ways. We want to sit here and grow the game. And then if we grow the game and it's not the way we want it to be, well, then it, that you're contradicting yourself. Um, so I just want to personally say thank you for kind of, <laughs> just, you know, you know give, giving this a chance and, and watching it and, and allowing women's basketball to be something that you've really become interested in. Um, you're, you're using your platform and as things that you care about, um, and, and you're bringing a lot of attention to it. And just as someone who played basketball, it, it's my passion. It's my first love. Um, thank you for that because, you know, it, anytime we can bring some attention to it and, and bring a new fan, um, and someone who wants to cover it, um, in, in whatever way that suits them in your own u- unique personality, even though you're, you're new to it, you're growing, like I got to respect it. So thank you for what you do. Yeah. I want to always make sure that I'm, I don't get celebrated too much for paying attention to a thing I probably should have been paying attention to for the last 10 years or whatever. <laughs> like I'm 10 years late. I've been writing for nine or 10 years. I should, you know, but I appreciate I appreciate that. It's fun. I'm glad that, I mean, you, you're one of the people who, if I have a question, I, I just message you and you always have an answer for me. So the fact that you're there, or Natalie's there or who, uh, you know, um, hoopism, I don't even know hoopism's real name, but I know the Twitter handle. <laughs> And I message them all the time. Like everybody's very, very cool about everything. So, well, and I think I think I speak for everybody that says, "Hey, fire away! Whatever questions you want to know, we're all here to help you learn, and we just appreciate what you're doing." That's what's up. On that note, I want to close off this episode. I'm Aria Schwartz with my co-host, Rachel Galligan. This is the WNBA Insider Show, and we are very honored and thankful to have Chase Serrano on the episode. 